Hi, I'm Steve Bleas, and people keep sending me ideas for TV shows. This time on Picture TV Show, we're down the pub with a game show about darts. Welcome to Picture TV Show, the podcast where anyone can put their idea to a panel of TV professionals. You're not in the industry. What do you do for a living? I'm a sign maker. Let's sort of think about how else could you spin the, the core concept you've got and get a bit more fun out of it. We'll lift the bonnet on what it takes to make a hit. Play it. Play it for real. Time it. And give your idea a chance to shine. Who's to say that this, this idea won't make it? I'm going to pursue this. If you've got an idea, details coming up. But first, let's hear the pitch. Hi, Steve. I'm Jerry Mullen from County Mead, Ireland. And I think I have a great idea for a TV game show. It's loosely based on a mashup of two extremely popular and long-running shows, Bullseye and Countdown. A title I've been thinking about is Words of Dart. The format would consist of a dartboard, but instead of the usual 20 segments, it would have 26 segments, each one representing a letter of the alphabet. And if you hit the bullseye, you can pick any letter of your choice. There would be two teams of two, one playing darts and one quizzer, with three different rounds. In round one, the quizzer who correctly answers a question, and in this round, the answer will always be a three-letter word. Their partner then has to hit each of the three letters on the board to spell the word. For round two, the same rules apply, but this time it's a six-letter word. In round three, it's the same again, but with nine letters. If they manage this, it's like the perfect nine-dart finish. But here's the twist. In any round, if the dart player misses a letter, they then ditch the word and try to shoot letters to make the longest possible word. They can quickly confer with their partner on this as they play. After the last dart is thrown, they have 20 seconds to lock in their word. Ideally, I'd like to see Bradley Walsh host the show. I think this show has great potential for worldwide distribution. Darts has never been so popular as it is now. And let's face it, who doesn't love a word challenge of some sort? Thank you for taking the time to listen to my pitch, and I look forward to getting your feedback. Jerry, welcome to the show. First up, why do you want to make a TV show? Genuinely can't explain where the idea came from, but for some reason, about two o'clock in the morning, this landed in the inbox in my head. <laughs> you know, replaying it over and over again in the head, just repeatedly, just nonstop. Unfortunately, that's the way my system works. So you just jumped out of bed with a notepad, did you, and started writing a format down for your game show? I got up around 7 o'clock, and I just started Googling then how to create a TV show. I could see that it wasn't going to be an easy process, especially if you're not in the industry. In the industry, You're not in the industry. What do you do for a living? I'm a sign maker and a printer. And, and I'm guessing, you know, in your spare time, you watch a lot of game show quiz shows, do you? Uh, what are yeah, you watching I, at the I moment? I do, I do. But I, I, like, I wouldn't say I'm, you know, obsessive about it. Like, and what do your, your neighbours and friends think about this idea or haven't you shared it with them? I haven't. I haven't. I've only shared it with my wife. What does she think? Um, she thinks it's a very good idea. Uh, obviously <laughs> that's well, polite. Well, that's, at least that's what she's telling me <laughs> so jerry's had a late night flash of inspiration but does his tv show have what it takes time for some expertise from a real game show insider david bodicum is a tv format consultant producer and game show divisor he's even written the book on it 
literally. It's called How to Devise a Game Show. David, I know nothing about game shows. It's not the area of TV I work in, but you have spent a whole career in this. How did you How did you start with game shows? Very much like what Jerry's trying to do. I just tried to um, jam my foot in the door. So I, initially I watched the first series of The Crystal Maze um, uh, when that came out, and I think that was sort of around 1990 or so, and I, I just loved the show. And, and like Jerry, similarly, I just went to bed thinking, wow, this is great, and kept sort of just thinking about the show and – Came, uh, had ide- various ideas for, for games. So after a few days, I just wrote some down and, and sent them on paper to the producers and then kind of not really thought about it anymore. And then they wrote back saying, we'd like to use one of them. Um, can we pay you £100 for it? Wow. And so I went, oh, okay. <laughs> There's money to be made in this, is there? Uh, and now I was still in sort of basically sixth form at the time. And then throughout university years, I, I just kept sending in more ideas to the show. And then uh, after uni, I um, started to write puzzle columns and uh, chip in questions for other things until such a time as I went, well, actually, I don't need my day-to-day job of management consultant anymore. I, I can probably do this as a freelancer full-time. Where did it you know, where did it come from? Was it, was it just for a passion for, for, for game shows and quiz shows? Yeah, I've always been a fan of quizzes, games, and puzzles. I used to have lots of puzzle books um, when I was younger. I used to play board games that I'd devised with members of, of my family, and they would always complain that I wouldn't explain the rules properly. And so whenever something cropped up, I'd go, oh, by the way, there was also this rule, and they'd, they'd say I'd change the rules halfway through, which used to really annoy them. Um, so, um, yeah, I was always a relatively inventive child i think it's fair to say i used, used to run um school quizzes at my school uh, with different types of rounds so um yeah i think there was some kind of sort of in, innate ability that i was sort of trying to get out there tv games formats uh when you think about some of the huge international ones who wants to be a millionaire for example that is sort of globally syndicated if you can kind of come up with a format like this i'm assuming it is quite a lucrative business to be in, is it? Or am I just? Is that just the rumor? It can be. I think it's been tougher in the past decade, if I'm honest, because formats are traveling less far, and also maybe once you've say sold the ideas to Netflix, well, every country can then watch the, the format. It, it doesn't get sold to a um, you know, hundred different countries like Millionaire or Weekly Link can. Do, uh, however, there is still money to be made. I think some formats uh, maybe are sort of slipping under the radar, and maybe just sort of get sold to a country or two every kind of year or so, and and they slowly burn their way around the globe rather than the bright flash of light that happened with things like Weakest Link. So there's definitely still money to be made. But even if you just have like a a, a relatively modest hit, if if it's a if it's a hit in big popular countries that have a good budget, then yes, definitely you can still make a, a living out of that. But it's it's not an easy living. Turning to Jerry's idea, his darts mashup is a combo of two popular British game shows. Bullseye! It ran for 35 years. More than 350 episodes. 
winners of the cult show competed in the quiz come darts competition for prizes including speedboats. And then there's Countdown, another hugely popular show with word and number tasks against the clock. But is it okay to borrow from other formats? To mash up two things and say, hey, it's a bit of this and a bit of that, is actually an extraordinarily good way of pitching an idea sometimes. In fact, even in, in America, I would say that most ideas are probably pitched that way. If, if you came in and just sort of explained a brand new idea, generally people get a bit confused. Um, I think in the UK, we're a little bit more sniffy of the, the it's A versus B or A meets B um, type of pitching. But as I said, it's a, it's a really useful tool. I And the, probably the best thing about Jerry's pitch was that I absolutely got the idea. And you know, I, I, it, was, it was impossible not to understand it. So after just a couple of minutes of explanation, um, I think most commissioners would sort of go, oh, yeah, I, whether you like the idea or not, it, it's, it's very clear what the core concept is. So let's sort of bre- take a look at Jerry's idea. So instead of a numbered dartboard, you've got, a dartboard with letters on it. Yeah, correct. Like, let me say, saying, I'm saying in the first round, we start off with a simple round, as in whatever the question is, the answer is a three-letter word. Let's say it's ban. Uh, the, whoever gets answers the word correctly, the player then has to hit those letters on the board. So B-A-N, whether it could be A-N-B, A-B-N, you know, in, in random order. Can be in any order. Well, one of the things I was going to say about three-letter words was that there's probably not that many three-letter words that would be suitable to be used. I'm guessing probably in the order of a few hundred. Um, so that's one issue that you're going to have. Uh, when you're aiming to do a, a show which has got long runs of question content you want to make sure you're not going to run out of content i mean it's good that you've got some sort of progression in there but because i think that's a key mistake that people make is they just go well this is a quiz and that's it for 40 minutes solid and you go well actually that's a bit boring so at least you've thought about how do we ratchet stuff up and making the game harder as you go along which potentially could also offer more points um that's good. That's good that you've thought about that. But in the same way that three letters is perhaps too short, I would also say that nine letters in round three is probably too long. When you're building a quiz show format, it's not just about the questions. How the team members interact with the game and each other is also important. It's quite hard to fill up even half an hour of a show with content. So let's sort of think about how else could you spin the, the core concept you've got and get a bit more fun out of it. So let's sort of think about this. What happens if um, the question is something like, uh, name a country of the, word, of the world. That's the, that's the task that we're going to give you. But the other player is the one that has to throw the dart at the dartboard. And you've got to think of a country of the world that begins with the letter that you throw. Okay, so obviously, if if the dart player throws an, an X, then the the other person is going to be <laughs> screwed because they're going to go, oh, there aren't any letters, there, there aren't any, um, yeah. But likewise, if if you throw it at um, E, then you're laughing. You sort of think oh, that's easy. Um, so 
what's quite funny about that, obviously, is that there's the sort of consequences of one person's performance on the other person. And, and you're going to get people sort of pulling faces and go, oh, why on earth did you have to throw the cue? And like somebody's already gone with Qatar for their question. And I, I can't think of any others. It sounds like, David, you, you, you kind of think this might have some legs, this, this idea. I think if you... It, develop something like this it's about finding the way where's the fun i think the basic core concept could be quite good um so you sort of think well okay um what about if the areas of the dartboard maybe some of the harder letters have got bigger areas and some of the you know it doesn't have to be like a, a perfect sort of 26 segments right uh you know maybe they're sort of they're all just rectangles on on or squares on the dartboard what if the dartboard is maybe moving or spinning what about if let's say we as our team we throw a letter but the other team are the people that have to think of the answer beginning with the letter that we've thrown and that way you you get some sort of some um some tension going between the teams rather than just being like a a race where where we don't really affect each other if you start to sort of annoy the other teams then then you start to sort of you know get a bit of antagonism going between them what do you think about the title the title was the title again jerry word of darts yeah word of i'm not a huge fan of that i'll be honest myself i think there's definitely i can come up with something better it's i think it needs to be a little bit more witty yeah i was trying to find what the pun was is it is it a pun on works of art Oh, okay. Yeah, it, it took me several days to work that out. I have to be honest. That passed me by. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know, dictionary darts or um, it's it's it. Titles are so hard. They really are. I mean, I've I have been in situations when literally we haven't decided on the final final title for the series until the first program. Uh, had been filmed and then we had we were forced to make an, a choice and then had to get the presenter to re-record the opening with our new title in it because people just <laughs> couldn't commit so yeah the titles are, are really tough what should jerry do next i mean um you know he's he's come up with this idea should how, how you know if he wanted to get it made what should he do uh my honest first opinion is play it uh, actually Play it for real, time it, so that you get an understanding of um, how, you know, how long do things take, how long does it take to introduce the round, explain the rules, you know, play a decent number of questions, but then make sure that you move on to the next round before it gets too boring. Just even re- record it on an, on an iPhone or something like that and and chop out all the stops and starts and, and get at least a rough idea of how many rounds do you need. Um, I mean, there maybe have a third team in there, so you can maybe put in an elimination halfway through, uh, rather than just have a stick with two teams for the entire length of the program. Once you've nailed your format, you need to decide where to sell it, and that means looking for a potential gap in the schedule. For our international listeners, ITV is a British broadcaster. Then you've got to target the slots that you're going for. That's really, really important. So I'm going to pitch this as an ITV three o'clock, pretty cheap to make. Uh, You know, we we make three or four of them in a a day type of program, and so therefore you can work backwards from that in terms of like your casting. uh, You know, that you you know you're going to need to have four breaks. How do we fit all the rounds into those four breaks? And and then. 
Um, believe it or not, ITV is one of the few channels where you can literally knock on the door and say, hey, I'm a member of the public. You don't know me from Adam, but would you mind listening to my idea? And they they might take a while to get back to you, but they will listen to you. And um, and you might be invited in or they might just ask you to send in the idea. That's amazing, actually, because, Jerry, it's, you know, it is a bit of a clo- – TV can be a bit of a closed shop in that if you don't work in TV – they're unlike, you know, usually commissioners are unlikely to even look at your idea. So that is a, a fantastic tip. Um, are you, Jerry, are you feeling a little bit more equipped to take this forward? What are you going to do next? I think what I'll do is maybe I'll, um, I'll mention it to a few more <laughs> friends and things like that as well. And maybe set up uh, something there that we can test it out. We can even test this out on even a standard dartboard, which I can leave it at 20 segments, maybe, you know, take out the six, the Zs, the Xs for the moment as a trial. And um, it's no problem labeling them in some way and, and just give it a go and try and see if we can knock some fun out of it first to see if that's, you know, because that definitely needs to be the fun element there. Is there any uh, merit, David, you think, in uh, shooting this down the local pub uh, and putting it on YouTube, see if it's popular? You know, do do commissioners look at stuff like this to kind of go, actually, yeah, a lot of people have watched that. That's a great idea. Um, actually, I have personally had a couple of ideas I've co-developed with somebody uh, that we uh, have had optioned. And although they didn't eventually end up in a sale, um, they they did get enough interest to be optioned and they were in the mix with a couple of broadcasters for a while and we shot those literally in somebody's garage so you don't necessarily have to do things um in a you know studio or, or spend a lot of money on these things if you can just demonstrate that the game works and it looks funny um and we did that for under a thousand pounds each time I, I think uh including paying someone to edit it then um it's possible to show that it's a fun idea potentially it's it's so much easier to to demonstrate games than uh, in the old days when we used to send in two or three pages of format and it's very hard to get the chemistry of the idea across on paper so definitely play it definitely play it lots of times with lots of different people the other good thing about putting it on youtube is that you sort of kind of copyright it at the same time. You can prove that you had a certain idea on a certain date, and um, that can take a lot of the stress away from um, you know, proving that uh, you thought of something first. So from that point of view, it can be good. Whether you then sort of publicly show it around to all and sundry, not so sure. Um, you know, there, there's sort of downsides to that too. But then at least you can send, you know, when you send your email off to ITV or whoever, you could say, hey, look, we've we've cut together a quick 10-minute taster tape of this idea that me and my mates have, have filmed down the pub and you know, it'll only take you 10 minutes to watch. Do you, would you mind watching it and giving me, you know, some idea, uh, some feedback? And then if if you like to, if you like the idea, uh, you know, I've, I've got a full format I can send you or I'm welcome, um, welcome to come and meet you. And, and then people might sort of go, well, okay, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll watch a few minutes of it and, and, and see see what I think. David, just in summary, what do you think of um, words of darts or dictionary darts or whatever it ends up being called? I think 
there is potentially something there. I can see some elements of fun. I think the more you play it, the more those sort of fun opportunities will come out. You know, it, it, the odds of getting something like this over the line are, are pretty small. You know, probably maybe one in a thousand uh, ideas at this level would, would eventually make it to a commission. But if you're willing to put in the time and and, and keep going, and um, uh, it, it could be the start of a two or three year journey, uh, who's to say that this this idea won't make it? Just really want to thank both of you guys. It's been extremely beneficial. This I'm going to pursue this. Well, keep us posted, Jerry. Send us the video of you playing the game. I'd love to see it. I'm sure David would as well. Mm-hmm. And best of luck. Brilliant. Thanks a million, guys. Thanks very, very much for all you had. Thanks to David Bodicum for his expertise. And why not check out his podcast called TV Show and Tell. And good luck to Jerry with the game show. We've done our bit to give it some airtime. Now it's over to you. Would you like to see it made? Show it some love by sharing this episode. And if you're a production company, I can put you in touch with Jerry. Maybe you've got a great idea for a drama, sitcom, game show, documentary or factual series. To find out how, just Google Picture TV Show Podcast. I'm Steve Blears. Thanks for listening. The podcast is produced by Bitfamous Limited.